0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Kaderna Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kaderna, and I'm happy to be getting back to finance this week. So if you didn't catch last week's episode, we had a great conversation uh, with Jordan Babinaw, a real NFL star who, in retirement, is doing even bigger and better things with his new book, Pivot to Win. So if you didn't catch it, I'd really encourage you to go back and give it a listen. It was a truly inspiring conversation with a lot of practical tips and advice on Uh, just how to lead a better life in general so go back I promise you won't be disappointed but this week we're getting right back to finance and in particular investing in which we're going to talk about market cap it's a term that's thrown around constantly on you know talk shows and and one of those investor jargon sort of things where people say well what exactly does it mean and the most recent perhaps reference of market cap is in regards to small cap stocks that have been on a real tear As of the airing of this episode, February 11th, 2021, the small cap stocks are up 16.75% year to date, as represented by the Russell 2000. So they've had quite a month to say the least, but we're really gonna get into what exactly is market cap, what it means to you, and and what we need to think about uh, as an investor.
1: Is going to require work and time and sweat and toil. If money wasn't an issue, what would I be doing? Don't worry about it. You'll figure it out. Change the only constant. The Cadena Podcast.
0: All right, welcome back, guys. So what is market cap? Let's just start out with a definition. Market capitalization is the value of a company that is traded on the stock market. It's calculated by the total number of shares outstanding times the share price of that company. So let's take a quick, easy example. Let's assume that we have a company that has 10 million shares outstanding and is currently trading for $100 per share. That company would have a market cap of $1 billion. All right, so it's a pretty easy formula, just shares outstanding times share price or market price. So what are you know, the, these market caps? Like why are they segregating one stock into a particular uh, big cap or small cap? Like what does all that mean? Let's uh, get into a little of that. The most commonly referenced ones are big cap or large cap stocks usually referred to in the dow the dow jones industrial average which is a price weighted index of 30 very large companies Uh, they're they're chosen because of their economic impact okay the other index that you know represents large caps quite well maybe even better would be the s p 500 that typically includes 500 of the biggest companies in the world now, it's not always the biggest companies, I will say, because there are different factors that go into the selection process. And it's actually not always exactly 500 companies. Sometimes it floats a little below or above that figure. Uh, but both the Dow and the S&P 500 are pretty synonymous with large cap or blue chip stocks, okay? They're the huge brand names that we all know, the Microsoft, Nike, Disney, etc. cetera. And what, how do we actually, from a math standpoint, qualify a large cap stock? They're going to be companies that are considered to have a market cap over $10 billion. All right, that's the typical rule of thumb. If it's worth over $10 billion, they're a large cap stock. Now, if we go to the other end of the spectrum, we'll find what are called small cap stocks. All right, these are companies, typically speaking, that have a market capitalization of $300 million up to $2 billion. They're most accurately represented by the Russell 2000. Okay, that's the index typically tagged to small cap stocks. And last but not least, we have that gap between 2 billion and 10 billion, and those are conveniently called mid cap stocks, okay? So essentially we have three categories here. We've got small cap, mid cap, and large cap. Right? Pretty easy so far. Now what exactly does that mean to an investor? Like why do we care about that? Why are we always hearing about how the S&P 500 is doing or the Russell 2000? Well, a lot of times people would equate it to risk. All right? So when they try to determine what are their risk tolerances Usually, folks will say, okay, well, large cap stocks, they're enormous. Everybody knows what they are. They must be pretty safe. And small cap stocks, those are a whole bunch of companies in there, maybe I've never even heard of. All right. So, naturally, we'd think them to be quite a bit riskier. But that's not always the case. All right. And that's why we don't want to just assume large cap is safe and conversely assume that small cap could be worthless. All right. Or Or at least overlooked. If we go back to 1980 just to share a quick anecdote in 1980 uh, two gentlemen Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak debuted their their brain trust or their their baby I should say in Apple okay that was in 1980 that they had their initial public offering and were traded on the stock exchange at that time they opened up at $22 per share okay that gave them a market cap of 1.8 billion dollars right that was Apple all right we all know Apple I got my MacBook here my iPhone right there recording us huge company right but in 1980 they were worth about 1.8 billion from a market cap standpoint that would actually categorize them in today's metrics as a small cap stock all right but as we've fast-forwarded 41 years I think a lot of us know how that story transpired all right just last year in 2020 Apple actually became uh, worth more or in the stance of a market cap had a larger market cap than the entire Russell 2000 combined okay that's the first and only time that's ever happened all right just an astronomical figure as of this airing again this is February 11th 2021 Apple has a market cap of two point two seven trillion dollars all right, Just absolutely enormous. You know, it's hard to even fathom that. All right, But remember what they were back in 1980, a small cap or perhaps back then considered a mid cap stock. And now they're just a behemoth. OK. And then on the other side, as we think that large caps are perhaps just risk free or very risk averse is maybe a better way to categorize how some people feel about it. What's look not that far back in 2001 at a company called enron and i'm sure many of you remember these headlines so at that point in time in 2001 enron was actually the seventh largest company in the world all right they were huge but in the span of about four months amidst an accounting scandal their stock really took a hit and i mean a huge hit all right in the span of those four months they had been trading at a high of, let me quote this really quick, of uh, $90.75 per share. And at the end of those four months, they were trading at just 26 cents a share before eventually going bankrupt, okay? So just because there's some enormous company that we're all familiar with, a household name, it doesn't mean they're invincible. And just because it's a small cap stock that maybe we're not too familiar with yet, doesn't mean that they should be so quickly overlooked. right we need to recognize them for what they are so from a risk standpoint I don't know that one is you know accurately called riskier than the other I think a better characterization uh, would be to identify their volatility and if we look back at history let's look at performance and also volatility okay so according to stocks bonds bills and inflation yearbook small cap stocks and i quote returned an average of 12.1 percent annually between the years of 1926 and 2017. large cap stocks in the same time frame yielded 10.2 percent okay so if we can take that about two percent spread and compound that over such a long time horizon you can see that small cap stocks really outperformed large cap However, along the way, small cap stocks were much more volatile, which means that they had much more up and down and greater gyrations within smaller time frames within that period. So two things we need to think about here as an investor, and as I always talk about in financial planning, you need to identify your time horizon, okay? Averages are just looking at, at that an average over whatever time frame they decided to select. OK, what's important to you is the time frame that you were actually invested in that company or within that fund or that sector. All right, because your average may be way different than this prolonged average that perhaps you weren't able to realize because of that snapshot in time. Okay, so yes, performance is key. We don't want to overlook that without a doubt, but we also have to think that along the way, large caps did, by and large, have a smoother ride uh, than those investors that just held on to small caps in that same time frame. Okay, so that's a little bit about volatility and averages, which we do have to kind of factor into the mix here. Another thing that we want to look at is market cap is purely dictated by two factors, all right? The shares outstanding and the share price. Okay? So by nature that market cap figure is constantly changing every day just by virtue of what the stock market's doing. All right? So there's only two ways a company's market cap goes up, either they issue more stocks or their share price is going up because investors are hoping that it's going to be a winner. And they're buying more and more of it okay that's what market cap is on the other side another accounting term is called book value all right that's something we don't want to overlook either book value is theoretically it's essentially if a company sold all of its assets paid off all of its debts whatever was left would be the book value okay so if they said hey let's shut the doors uh, you know shut up shop and let's see what's in the register if you will that's a company's book value okay that can be very different than the market value or the market cap all right so they're not always kind of in sync with one another that's why if we go way back to the late 1800s and we look at andrew carnegie uh, who i'm reading about right now a really good story of course uh, if you ever want to check it out you're a big business guy or gal Uh, but anyways Andrew Carnegie at the time had Carnegie Steel you know maybe the biggest company in the world and what he had agreed on with his partners is that should any of them pass away or when they retire the company could buy back their shares but they would do so at the book value because the market value of their shares was so astronomical Car- Carnegie often said that if we were to ever buy back our shares at the market value, it could bankrupt our company. So when they came up with what we today kind of know as like a buy-sell agreement, they pegged it to that book value and not you know, their, their market cap, okay? Uh, Warren Buffett, you know many of us recognize as a legend in investing, he was famous for looking at both of these and saying, okay, let's try and find companies that have a higher book value than their market cap all right? which would kind of in his mind be what we'd call a discount all right where uh there you know if they were to shut those doors we know that we could get more money back than what we're just p- paying in the sense of buying a share of that stock okay that's often where he folds into the mix uh, p-e ratios price to earnings ratios uh, where warren buffett's and i won't get too much into that today always said he preferred stocks that had a lower p-e ratio a lower price to earnings and often along with that a lower price to book value okay uh, so you got to think about these things when we think of companies that have huge market cap like I mentioned Apple before or other ones might be Tesla Amazon a lot in the tech space these are often referred to as growth stocks meaning that their market cap is so far past what their book value is we kind of have a lot of what we'd identify as maybe goodwill built into that share price that people are hoping for more and more to come and so it's not just the value of their assets but also all that goodwill in a way on top of that has created these just tremendous market caps uh, that drove their you know stock prices of course through the roof so Hopefully, this gave a a clearer understanding of what market cap is simply it shares outstanding times share price but it does help represent you know what category a company could fall into and it is true that you know it means something to the companies as well when a company crosses that threshold that 10 billion mark and becomes a large cap company or a company goes into the Dow or the S&P 500 even there's a bit of a pride shall we say that goes along with that and what that means is that they have much more access to capital whether it be investors from issuing bonds and debt or even going to to banks lenders or private equity they have almost unlimited resources for business expansion right whereas smaller cap companies you know while they're still kind of in that that lower uh you know echelon they just don't have as much access to capital now it's not necessarily always a bad thing sometimes they can be well-run organizations that want to stay on the smaller side Uh, but these are all the things that people need to start thinking about when they decide you know do i want to buy one company versus another or to go into a certain mutual fund that's an index tracking the russell 2000 versus the s p 500 all right. A, a lot of folks will promote diversification uh, amidst all of those, but you just want to understand what they are. I think that is the key, guys. But thank you again for tuning into another episode of the Kaderna podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kaderna. It's been fun. Keep leaving us a good review. Keep spreading the good word. And we will see you next week.
1: The Coderna podcast is for informational purposes only. Individual situations may vary, and the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guardian and its subsidiaries do not provide tax, legal, social security, student loan, mortgage, or real estate advice. Listeners should contact their own tax, accounting, or legal advisors or the social security department in this matter. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Brian Coderna is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PASS, 300 Broadacres Drive, Suite 175, Bloomfield, New Jersey, 07003. Securities, product services, and advisory services are offered through PASS, a registered broker dealer and investment advisor. 7-3-2-4-4-4-2-0. Financial representative the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Pass is an indirect wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Caderna Financial Team and International Planning Alliance, LLC, are not affiliates or subsidiaries of PASS or Guardian. Caderna Financial Team is a division of International Planning Alliance, LLC, a general agency of Guardian. Pass is a member of FINRA SIPC. California Insurance License Number OK 04194. Content of the Caderna Podcast is copyright of Brian M. Caderna, all rights reserved. Any redistribution or reproduction of part or all of the content in any form is prohibited without prior permission from the Kaderna Podcast. The views and opinions expressed herein may not be those of Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. Guardian does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of of the information or opinions presented herein. Any third-party materials referenced cannot be endorsed or verified by Guardian and are used as the opinion of the author. Guardian, its subsidiaries, or affiliates do not provide or issue or advise for mortgages. This material contains the current opinions of the author, but not necessarily those of Guardian or its subsidiaries, and such opinions are subject to change without notice.